Oh, I probably just like gave a spoiler away, but I mean, you know, it'll be okay. (laughs) (laughs) I really wanted that, you know, terrible person in the book that was able to be forgiven. So, um, it was, it really meant a lot to me that, um, that that kind of happened. Fact or fiction, truth or fairy tale, we all have a story to tell. Welcome to Storyteller Station, dedicated to sharing stories for all who love to hear them and encouraging others to tell their stories with the belief in the power of story to change a person and ultimately change the world. I'm Sarah Fenlon Falk, independent author, boy mom, entrepreneur, and your host on the Storyteller Station podcast. Welcome back to Storyteller Station. I'm so glad you're here. And I hope that whenever and wherever you're listening to this, that it is a beautiful day in your neighborhood. It is lovely here in Illinois, my friends. It is a Friday as I record this, and it's 80 degrees with a beautiful light breeze and no humidity. And oh, it's just it's fabulous. I am thoroughly loving this day. So for for this episode of Storyteller Station, we are going to hear the conclusion of my interview with epic fantasy writer Tiffany Nevels. And this girl is an author, an artist. If you have yet to go online and look her up and see her covers, even just her book covers, which she, y'all, she paints them and then uses the picture of the painting to cover her books. It's, it's something. So you need to check that out. And if you are wondering how and where you can do that, please visit sarahfenlandfalk.com. And I will have all uh, links to all the places where you can find Tiffany online, Tiffany and her books. As for me, I am kicking off my countdown to publication of the very first book in the Sage Cheval series. I'm doing an onslaught of um, Facebook and Instagram posts, kind of gearing up for that launch, and that will be September 22nd. There it is. Launch date of The Servant Prince, book one in the Sage Cheval series, is September 22nd. I'm very excited. I can't wait to get these books out and into the hands of readers, and I'm just really excited. I'm already into book four. I'm getting that written, and I'm trying to finalize edits on book three, and actually working to finalize the cover on book three as well. So a lot is happening. It is so much fun. And like I said, I'm really looking forward to sharing it. And yeah, so be looking for The Servant Prince coming September 22nd. We are going to pick up this interview when 
at a point where Tiffany has just written her first book and is trying to decide whether or not to publish it. So without further ado, here's the conclusion of my interview with Tiffany Nevels. And I said, I, I just don't know, like, if I should publish it. And he said, you know what? It doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. You should publish it for you just so you can, even if it's just your one copy and you have that one copy you can hold in your hand. And I was like, okay. So <laughs> he had given me that encouragement and I was like, I'll just do it for me. I'll do it for me. I can do that. So we formatted it and we got it uploaded and, and you know, did all the things. <laughs> and I sent out just a real quick note on my Facebook page and said, Hey, get guys, like I wrote this book. If you're interested in having a copy, I think I'll make an order. And you know, I ordered over 20 books, just family and friends that were like, Oh, that's cool. Like I'll take a copy. And that's now, awesome. right. You know, that little bit of encouragement and that little tiny piece of bravery got me like an audience. I was like, Oh my gosh, how crazy. And then yes. now, this time I always do a bulk order every six months when I publish my books, I do a bulk order and I am ordering 105 books. Wow. That's awesome. I, I know. I'm like, Oh my gosh. And, and I've got people, you know, buying my books in Europe and Japan and Canada. I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is crazy business here. Like not that's very, awesome. many, but still here and there, I'm like, I'm a world, you know, people all over the world are reading my books and that's so <laughs> exciting. <laughs> just, that's awesome. you know, like people here and there just gave me an encouraging world word. And, you know, you never know how much that word of encouragement is going to like take, you know, right. that person, you know, you never know how much it's going to like help them or, you know, what it's going right. to do for them. I've just been so lucky to have been on, you know, the receiving end of those encouraging words. And I'm written 11 books and I'm publishing my seventh. And so, yeah. That's awesome. So, you know, you've had all this encouragement along the way. What, what is your mission in telling your stories? What do you hope that people are actually getting out of your books? And as your readership has grown, like you've taken the encouragement, you've taken the steps you've gone forward. And so what are you hoping? Like, what's, do you have a mission in your storytelling? I definitely do. I, um, I was pretty low when I started like emotionally and, um, all that stuff when I started writing my books and, um, I needed them to be encouraging for myself. And also like, I know I'm not the only one going through stuff like this. So I really wanted them to be uplifting and encouraging and um, motivating for other people as well. So um, I usually have a theme for my book. And even if I don't have it when I start, I usually, when I'm going through um, the book, I find, oh, the theme for this one is never give up no matter what. Or the theme for this one is how what are good ways to grieve a loss of a loved one or, um, you know, how to triumph when, you know, you're 
in adversity or something like that. Like they're all very encouraging and um, even like not even huge things like that. Like how do we treat each other? You know, mm. like if I'm mad at you, is it okay for me to like scream my head off at you? Well, you know, probably not. <laughs> because my, my, and my books originally I was writing them. Um, I started writing it as a uh, kid's book, like a 20 page colored uh, picture book. And it turned sure. into 100 pages. So my original audience um, for the origin series is younger kids. Uh, my youngest reader is six um, and preteen. And then the revolution series, because hello, it's war, uh, is probably more like preteen high school age. Um, even though I do have readers who are, my oldest reader is 98, but the majority of my readers are about 40s, 50s. Um, I'm not really sure how that happened. <laughs> <laughs> so um, surprise. I, def <laughs> I definitely have all kinds of um you know, it's not in your face, like moral, religious, anything, but it definitely, there's a theme and they're definitely uplifting and encouraging and supporting. And, yeah. uh, yeah. So and just and good stories. Yes. <laughs> yes. <That's right>. <laughs> <laughs> I love my stories. <laughs> yes. So yeah. Tell, one us, tell us a little bit about your story making process then. Like you've written so many books and people need to understand, like when you sat down with Matt Michelados and you, and he told you, listen, you're a writer and you started thinking of yourself as a writer and you had only published two books. That was only what, two years ago, I think almost three years ago now. <laughs> and you've yeah. published how many more books and written how many more books? in almost three years I mean that's that is a pro that's prolific to me that's prolific <laughs> so um kind of the process is so I've been writing for a while now uh since 2016 uh late 2016 is when I started Thessalia's Grace and as I was going and I stay really focused like I don't write some in one book and then write some in another book and then you know hop around like that I'm I'm very, very focused. And I think that actually is key. And as I've been writing, I'm focused um, because I see you cut, that helps You cut me. out a little bit there. You um, said so, as you continue writing, you become more what? So as I continue writing, I become more and more focused because I, I see that that oh, okay. helps me um, personally. So as I write in one book, I, if I come up with an idea for another book, I will go write it down. Um, but I, I don't spend too much time there. I always come back and continue along in my books, um, in the book that I'm actually writing. And I don't jump around in that book. I start from the beginning and I write through. And um, when I first started, it was taking me about six months uh, to write The Salia's Grace because I would go back and read a little bit and try to edit and change some things in the previous chapters that I had already written. And then um, I would continue writing. So it took me six months to write that book because I kept going yeah. back. And then when I started 
uh, Mariah's restoration, I was like, you know what? I have a lot of notes and um, it's taken me a really long time. So I, I'm just going to write forward. And I made a rule that I can only go back if I needed to change something like, like um, sure. really important. Like, oh, I have this fact wrong and I need to change it to continue my story um, because I don't like <laughs> plot holes. Like I try really, really hard not <laughs> to have plot holes. They drive mm -hmm. me absolutely insane. <laughs> so doing that um, or the other reason I could go back is if I needed to look up a fact, like did I say she was 11 or 12 there? So those two reasons, if I needed to change something or if I needed to look something up, I would go back. But besides that, I would start where I left off and just keep writing. And that actually cut two months off my wow. writing time. So um, from Mariah's, yeah. So from Mariah's through Anthony's, it was four months. Then for writing, just writing the book. Um, then as I started publishing them, um, so after, I think I started publishing uh, my books when I was writing Evangeline's Grace. Um, so now I've, with that focus in mind, I have a lot less writing time now that there's a baby in the family and I just love playing <laughs> with the baby. And also I coach. So that takes a big chunk of my writing time away. Um, but I can write if I, yeah, if, you <laughs> if stay I really away from your okay. nephew and you <laughs> stop looking at the pictures and that I your sister's sending and, <laughs> and stop playing with the cat. And I know there's just know, too many things. To My cat. Mm -hmm. Right. <laughs> so I got behind in my writing after my nephew was first born and I said, I really need to catch up because I don't want to miss my deadline. So I had one month to, to write the book and it was November. So I was like, I am going to call this no November, no moving people. No, because I love to like help people and to go out and uh, well, not really go out, but to like do things with my friends and to help them in different ways or whatever. But I was doing so many projects for other people that, you know, I had to if I. Yeah, right. Right. And so I was like, I really need to get mine back on the front burner and take care of it. And and then I can go back. So it was all through November. It was no November. And, um, I actually wrote spark of the revolution, which is my longest book so far. I wrote it in wow. one month. So I was, yeah, it was real rough. <laughs> it was really rough <laughs> and I was really tired by the end of November, but I got, I got it done. So I was, I was pretty excited, but it's all about focusing yeah. and deciding what is important and, putting it on that front burner and knowing that, you know, this is for me, this is the one thing mm -hmm. I'm going to do for me. And, um, and just making it a priority to get it done. And do you, so, do you plot yeah. your books and plot out the series? So like my last episode was just, um, uh, about starting with the end in mind. Like whether you're writing fiction or right. nonfiction, you kind of know where you need to know where you're headed so you can actually, you know, right. fill in the blanks with your story and, and stay focused, in my opinion. 
and I, now I know some people are pantsers right. and they're like, no, I just like to go where the steer- story yeah. leads me. So are you, do you plot yeah. or what do you do? I uh, rip the box to shreds and I throw it all over my house. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, I am all kinds of all of those okay. things. So my original series, I had no idea what the ending of these books was going to be. I didn't even know it was going to be four books until I was writing book three. So it's like that. And my husband is always saying this. So my husband is always saying, and this is really is my motto is just let it be what mm. it's going to be. Um, but at the same time, my revolution series. So my original series is actually a okay. serial. So you can pick up one, two, three, or four and read it. And it's its own story and it makes sense. And, um, but it really is better if you read it from book one to four. Um, my revolution series is a true series where if you picked up book three and you started reading it, you'd be like, what in the world is going on? And the ends are all cliffhangers until you get to book four. So you've got to read it from book one through four. And that. I knew the end because it's 40 years before my original story and throughout the original story, I reference it. So I had to have certain things happen throughout all those books, um, which some of them killed me like to write them. I bawled my head off so many times because, you know, I had to kill off a character who wasn't alive in my original series. I'm like, Oh my gosh, uh, why did I do this to myself? But I, so (laughs) Yeah. So that was very, very structured to a point where I was like, I don't want this to happen, but it needs to happen in my book. And you know what? That actually made my stories, my books a lot more interesting, a a lot more emotional. It made me face some demons maybe, or some events that had happened in my life that I didn't want to revisit even. So that was very, very structured series. Um, whereas it was totally opposite in my original series. Um, so yeah, definitely there. And then, like you said, I had to go through and fill in the middle parts, knowing that the end was going to be, you know, this thing. But my new series, um, is kind of the same, but it's kind of different. It's, it's both of those things because I start 40,000 years before my original series. So that's all kind of like whatever yeah. I want it to be. It can end here. I can, I can do whatever I want with it. But as I come closer to, because that fire dragon's life starts at the beginning of the world and it goes all the way through and past the revolution series and the original series. And then my book 14, it might end up being book 18. I don't know yet. Wow. But <laughs> it, my book 14 is after the original series and that wraps up all three of the series together kind of making them a whole um because the fire dragon lives through the end of my original series um and and that that part of the story is going to be very structured in certain things happened like now what was that like from her perspective yeah so it's gonna be really interesting i think and and yeah that series is pro- I'm probably looking forward to reading that even more than the revolution. I still need to get through your original series, but <laughs> um, you, your books are so be- big and beautiful. And I'm like, Oh, to have time to read. <laughs> yeah. 
I know. I know. I struggle with that too because I'm like, I love reading. And so, um, how do I read and write and format and publish all at the same time? So it's, I mean, I'm reading a book right now and because I really believe that, you know, to grow as a writer, you have to read. And so um, I'm reading a book half an hour at a time right now. And it's almost excruciating because I'm like, I want to know what happens next, but I only have a half an hour to read it every day. I read it on my lunchtime because I'm like, I got to get it in. I got to get it in. But I'm like, it, it gives me something to look forward to every day is another thing. So I'm glad I was able to like pick a time during the day that really worked for me to like read as yes. well as writing. But yeah. So where do you get your inspiration from? Oh, goodness. I get my inspiration from, uh, lots of different places. I know I had a really good uh, answer for this um, in one of our other interviews, but it was so long ago. <laughs> I've totally forgotten. Inspiration, <laughs> right? Um, um, I get a lot of inspiration from my family. Like some of my characters are family members. Some of them are multiple family members. Um, I have one. Um, it's uh, so Thessalia is my daughter. I wrote her as the, the daughter that I wish that I had. And so she's absolutely brilliant and I love her. Um, and so that was a huge inspiration for me. Um, uh, like Mariah, I'm just going to, I've never said this before and I'm a little nervous to, to um, admit it, but Mariah is a combination of like my older sister and my sister-in-law. She's very, you know, like focused and businessy and she is responsible and she gets things done, but she's not all them. Like, um, there's just parts of her that are just from nowhere. It's just who I felt that Mm -hmm. character was. And then, um, their mother is like the evil stepmother. She's not the stepmother, but you know, she's that Mm. character. And for a long time, um, people thought that I, had made her after my mom and she's actually quite abusive so my mom started to think that I had made this character after her and I'm like no 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 no." so I I, it is true you can be inspired in certain aspects of a person but it's like you don't necessarily put all of their personality into a character and you're not gonna like (laughs) peg you know like (laughs) peg a character or you know put put your family member into completely into a character right (laughs) did I lose you are you there So my mom had started thinking that I had fashioned this character after her and which was not true at all. So I had to go explain and I made a post about it on my Facebook page that a lot of that most of my followers um, will follow this page. And I explained, I'm like, you guys, like this character is actually like a combination of every bully of every person who is mean to me, every stranger who didn't know I was a writer and that they were going to become my next villain, you know, like, and in a way, since the Sally is my daughter, like that 
um, character that was so like mean and terrible and abusive. Like that's me too, because I know that I've said things, you know, Mm -hmm. in my life that, you know, hurt somebody, whether, you know, on purpose or, or accidental. And so I said, and this is so true is that I made her so terrible because I wanted people to know that no matter who you are, no matter what you've done, like you are able to be forgiven and Mm. you are still lovable. And, um, I, that just really meant a lot to me in the Mm. books that her girls were able to forgive her, you know, and, oh, I probably just like gave a spoiler away, but I mean, you know, it'll be okay. (laughs) (laughs) But I really wanted that, you know, terrible person in the book that was able to be forgiven. So, um, it was, it really meant a lot to me that, um, that that kind of happened. Nice with it yeah she she was relieved yeah yeah I'm like oh my god thank god (laughs) oh goodness but they're (laughs) okay go ahead ahead. I was gonna say so inspiration is all around honestly oh yeah yeah Yeah. for sure I mean there's been times where I've been walking on a hike through the forest and these stories just pop into my head and you know, I, I don't see things, but like, I could totally see how a dragon could be hiding there. Or I could totally see how, you know, my characters are running through the forest right here and jumping over that log. And, you know, like I'm walking on the beach and I'm like, oh, I could totally imagine like this beautiful sunset with the dragon flying in or something like that. And then, um, things happen. Um, there's actually like words in my book where I've had a conversation with somebody and that was the conversation we had because it was super encouraging or, you know, it was, um, it was a bad conversation. It was terrible. And, you know, like we heard each other saying those bad things and then how do you reconcile that and how do you go back and how do you deal with those hurt, um, Mm. feelings and emotions and stuff like that. So, I mean, it definitely life you know, life put me in that place where I had to crawl out of that hole. And so I know, I know other people are down there in that hole. And if I could just give them, if I could just throw them a rope or like toss down, you know, a ladder or something to help them climb out of that, then, Mm -hmm. you know, I feel like that is the greatest gift I can give to somebody. And, you know, and uh, when a mother comes to me and says, you know what, my daughter read your book and she was really encouraged by it. I'm like, you know, that is greater to me than any amount of money <laughs> that yeah. I can receive, you know, making my book. So um, I, that is super encouraging also. And that is also a motivation for me to keep to imagining. Keep yes. And to mm-hmm. keep writing. And cause it's a, it's a lot of work. Oh my gosh. It is. It is. Work, especially when you're like doing everything yourself um and it's hard and sometimes I just can't get you know the painting right or I can't get the drawing right or I can't think of the right word and I get a little bit frustrated but I'm like you know what though it's totally worth it to keep going because of the people that um follow me and um the people that have told me wow you know you've really encouraged me stuff like that so 
That's awesome. Yeah. So you've already shared a little bit about the story you're working on now. And <laughs> it's, is it your second to last book in the origin series? Is that right? So, yeah, um, the origin series, the origin of the world, um, it'll be called Chronicles of Arisia, but it is actually because I ended up with the first book being two books. This is the middle book. And then, um, yeah, then I'll catch up to, um, between that book and the revolution series. And then the last book will be overlapping the two series that I've already written. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so excited about it. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So where can people get a hold of your stories? Where can they find Um, out more about you? Okay. So I have a Facebook page called um, Freelands of Elatea. So it's E-L-A-T-A-E-A. I kind of just made up that word. So it isn't really anything else. You can Google search Elatea and it just comes up, All right. <laughs> which is really exciting. But if you Google anything else, it won't come up. So that's yeah. a little bit hard for marketing, yeah. <laughs> but I sell my books um, direct from the publisher or not the publisher. I'm the publisher direct from the printer. I sell my books direct from the printer um, who is blurb and it's way cheaper that way than going through Amazon because I have to pay fees and stuff through Amazon. So if you go to www.blurb.com hash or not hashtag. Oh my gosh. Let me start Mm -hmm. that over again. (laughs) www.blurb.com slash user slash teen nevels. Um, then you'll go straight to my page and you can buy, you can see all my books and you can actually, because I am a firm believer in that if you don't like the book, you don't have to finish it. So I have the first chapter of all of my books online for people to kind of sample test to make sure they want to buy my book. And, um, so you can do that there. Um, and then I also have an author's page, which I can send you and you can link it maybe. Um, I absolutely and, uh, will link it. Yes. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. So uh, there's a couple different places. And then, um, if you Google my name, uh, lots of stuff comes up and I have all of my books on Kindle. You can buy them there as well. Okay. So, so that's Tiffany with two F's and Neville's with two L's. And uh-huh. I most definitely will link the author page and where you can get the books on blurb.com in the show notes on my website, sarahfenlandfalk.com. Tiffany, thank you so much for (laughs) spending more time with me. (laughs) It's always a pleasure. (laughs) It was wonderful. I just appreciate you so much. And um, yeah, thanks so much again. And hopefully we'll do this again soon when your series is complete. Awesome. That'd be awesome. Thank you so much for having me. All right. Take care. You too. Bye. Bye. Yay. Yay. We did it. We did it. (laughs) Well, I'm so excited that if you will, if you will text me 
the links you'd sure. like me yeah. to use, then I'll just get yeah, them sure. on the website. And I yeah. have pictures of us from the um, oh, I love that. the Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah from mm-hmm. Philadelphia. So I'll put one as like the cover art um, on my website because I do a blog, which is the show notes basically. So that's where all oh. of the links will be. Great. Yeah. And then I have your story nation and I can just go there and see it. Right. Yeah. So every time I publish the, um, episode, I will put it on storyteller nation on Facebook. Awesome. Awesome. And then just, you know, I, and yeah, I'll probably, um, obviously I share it with my, on my personal page as well, but, um, yeah, it'll be on storyteller nation. Great. Awesome. All right. Well, Ben just got home and hungry and unpacking groceries. It's perfect timing. timing. So thanks so much, girl. All right. Yeah. Thank you. Take care. You too. Bye. Okay. Bye bye. I hope you enjoyed this interview with Tiffany Nevels. And if you are interested in getting in contact with Tiffany or in getting a hold of her books, please visit my website, sarahfenlandfalk.com. I will have links to everything there, all of the things that you want or need. If you have any comments or questions for me, please feel free to leave me a message and I would be happy to get back with you. If you'd like to be on the Storyteller Station podcast, please feel free to invite yourself. I have an open door or open mic policy and would be happy to have you on the show. Just let me know. And that's all I have for you today, my friends. I look forward to spending more time with you next time on Storyteller Station.